Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I remember when I started doing my podcasts and videos uh, eight years ago. <laughs> and I was doing them one a week. I was putting up one podcast a week and later on one video per week. And I remember at the time going, boy, I, I could do more videos, but I'd need more to talk about. Because I was focusing primarily on, on consumer law issues involving cars. And I've broadened it a little bit since then. But if you said, Steve, Steve, let's look into the future eight years from now, there's going to be a couple different topics, hot topics, that when you talk about them, the, the, the channel just lights up. People just flock over to watch the videos. And, and it, I'd say, oh, what will we be talking about future, Steve? And, and I would have told my younger self, eight years younger, believe it or not, homeowners associations. And I would have said, dude, stop pulling my leg. Even from the future, that's not funny. Why would anybody care about homeowners associations? <laughs> and of course, I've lived under a homeowners association. And I've also been on a condo board, which is basically the same thing with a slightly different legal structure. And no, 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 no. It turns out that HOAs are popular and they're popular for a reason. But I had several people send me this story and the headline basically <laughs> gives you a real good grasp of why this story will be interesting. According to prosecutors in Florida, HOA board members stole millions from residents. HOA board members stole millions from residents. And again, that's according to prosecutors in the case. The Associated Press ran the story. Miami is the dateline. Several current and former board members of one of Florida's largest homeowners associations have been charged with stealing more than $2 million of residents' money. $2 million. Pays to be on the board, apparently. Miami-Dade State Attorney Catherine Fernandez-Rundle announced a mix of theft, fraud, and money laundering charges against current president, board member, former board member, former president, and just another member. Uh, and one of them is the husband of one of the others. Accused of running two companies that were paid at least $1.26 million in HOA funds. Now, when I was on the board of the condo, we had a budget, and we had the money that was raised by all the dues and fees and stuff, and we'd use that money for the betterment of the community. I remember when we did the painting project, we repainted all the condos, cost a fortune. I remember when we, when we re-roofed all the condos, that was even a bigger fortune. We're talking millions of dollars in projects, so we were spending money. Unfortunately, when people hear there's money floating around, People will come over and try to figure out ways to grab it. And the allegation here is that members of the board who controlled how the money was spent cut deals with people. They said, look, we'll cut you a check. You pretend you did some work for us. And you kick the check back to us after giving yourself a slice. You're getting payment for no work. We're getting payment for a kickback. And no one will miss the money because the amount of money in this pot is apparently so big and they miscalculated Case is not closed, says the state attorney. These are not the end of the criminal arrests. And if I had been on that HOA board in the past, I'd be worried right about now. So one of these people had been the Hammocks Community Association's president until she was arrested in April of 2021 on theft charges. 
The arrest was part of a long-running probe that also led to the new charges. The HOA oversees 40 communities and over 6,500 units in West Kendall, which is southwest of Miami. So it's an HOA overseeing a whole bunch of communities. And because of that, it's a gigantic war chest they've got. A significant part of the investigation centered around board members writing checks to vendors for services that were not provided. In some cases, those checks were for hundreds of thousands of dollars. No work contracts. Then the vendors would return laundered money after keeping a portion for themselves. So that's the money laundering portion of that. And so residents have been fighting for years to get rid of some of these board members. According to the Miami Herald, residents tried to oust the board in a January election when hundreds of voters standing in line were not allowed to vote because someone phoned in a fake threat. I wonder who did that. And also, again, during a July recall, when the board threw out two-thirds of the ballots cast. (laughs) There are irregularities. What kind? People voted against us. The association had been operating on an annual budget of about $3.7 million until this spring. Then the board adopted a budget of more than $10 million. The new budget means that residents face monthly maintenance and service fee increases of up to 400%. The increase has prompted a lawsuit which is pending. And, um, you know, I, I remember the condo association I was in, I believe, had 176 units. 176. And they were buildings that were townhouses, attached townhouses. And there'd be like eight, eight townhouses in a building, then a driveway, then eight more, and then a walkway, and then eight like that. And um, maybe more than eight, but a, a bunch of them in one building. So when I was in the condo, I was not a corner unit, but next to a corner unit. So that person had back windows, front windows, and side windows. But my unit had common walls with two other units, and front windows and back windows, and a front door and a back door. And so... What happens in buildings like that, those were built in the 1940s, is that over time, certain things do start to fall apart. And I remember being on the board when we started getting complaints about water in the attics of units. And so we had inspectors go in and they said, yeah, you got a problem. The roof and the shingles on these condos uh, have reached their outer limits with respect to their uh, usefulness. And you're going to have to re-roof probably the entire place, the entire complex, because the roofs that weren't leaking were still bad. The ones that were leaking were simply the worst. And I remember getting bids on that and negotiating with contractors. And uh, I wasn't the only attorney on the board, but we also had a management company that worked with us. And they solicited bids. And I remember seeing you know, contracts that would run into the millions of dollars. And so there were special assessments that we had delay where we said, look, unfortunately, We've got this massive capital project coming up. It has to be funded, and we're going to have to raise some money. And there are people unhappy about that. But guess what? The people at Leaky Roofs were not unhappy about it. And the people who knew those people understood that this actually makes sense, that we've got to do this. And somewhere along the line, I think it was a couple years before that, we had a paint issue where paint was just peeling off the, the, the outsides of these buildings that looked really bad. And I remember doing paint bids and, uh, you know, companies coming in saying, here's, here's what it will cost us to paint all these buildings. 
And again, very large numbers, but nothing compared to this. This place having uh, this many units in this many communities uh, is crazy. So it's 40 communities and over 6,500 units. And so their budget would be in the millions of dollars just to do the stuff you've got to do for the common elements. Mowing the grass and, and, and you know, uh, paving issues and, and so on. So the uh, state attorney pointed out during the news conference that HOAs in Florida fall under the jurisdiction of the Department of Business and Professional Regulation. But state law gives the department little enforcement power. And I think that's for a reason. I think that came about because a lot of developers came into Florida back in the good old days and built these complexes and said, hey, this is good for the area. So you got to let us kind of have you know less regulation so we can build more of these complexes and bring in more people to live in the complexes. And that'll be good for the state of Florida. And unfortunately, a lot of builders have got lots of money. And I say unfortunately, not for them, but for everyone else. Because as we all know, money talks. So you go to Tallahassee, which I think is where their seat of government is, and you say, hey, uh, we need some laws that are very favorable to developers of condo associations because we're building a ton of condos. And of course, the condos will be great because people from out of state and elsewhere will come here and move in there. And of course, once you get more residents, you raise more taxes and they spend more money. This will be good for everybody. Good for everybody. And of course, that might be true, except for the part about the oversight of the boards. Because people should be watching over those boards. And that's the problem. So, you know, in the situation I was in, I was on the board. We never did anything illegal. (laughs) But if somebody had, presumably it would be some sort of crime. You know, embezzlement or theft or something. But who's going to catch it in a situation like this? And especially if it looks like so many of the members of the board were in on it, that's the allegation who, who would catch this? Now, most condo associations do say that much of the business of the condos is available for inspection to the members. Because think of it this way. A condo association is very, very similar to a corporation. And instead of stockholders, the people who bought into the condo association are the owners of it. So if there's 176 units like in mine, you could view it like, oh, it's like a corporation with 176 shares of stock, and each person here owns one. So you own a portion of that. So the board is like the board of directors. And so the business of that board is your business. Uh, You might only be responsible for a fraction of it, but it's just as much of a fraction as anybody else. And by the way, I was on the board, but I was also a condo owner. So I am merely one of the people, you know, so a lot of that stuff is available. I've heard stories of people who said that I live in a condo association and they won't open their books. They will not show us their books. And it depends what state you're in about how difficult that would be to resolve. But the good news here is that somebody tipped off the state of Florida and they've come in and said, look, we can have ways of doing this. So an attorney listed for one of these cases did not immediately respond to an email seeking comment from the Associated Press. Court and jail records did not immediately list attorneys for her husband or the other board members. So it's several people here. Um, president, board member, former board member, former president, and the husband of one of the people I just mentioned. So that's five people. 
And according to the prosecutor, those five people stole millions of dollars from the general fund of this uh, HOA. And they did that by writing checks to vendors with the agreement that the vendor would simply take a slice and give the money back. So as you can imagine, if I were to ask you, who gets charged next? (laughs) Ain't that hard to figure out. Because all you got to do is subpoena the bank and say, show us all the checks that got written during this time period, going back to probably about as however far back the statute of limitations goes. And then you contact the vendors who got those checks and say, hey, what was this for? Can you document that work? And uh, the question then is, do you prosecute them or do you cut a deal with one of them and say, will you testify against these people? And by the way, you'd say if you testify, you're going to have to plead to something lesser and probably surrender some of the money you got. So right now, I suspect that some people running for cover, running for cover. So i got to thank Dano, Kevin, Katie, Sean, Robert, and Mike for sending that. That could be Dano, and it could be Kate. And I apologize because those are two unusual names I've not read before, and they did not give me a pronunciation guide. <laughs> Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. I do most of my work sitting down. That's where I shine.